Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows is one film which I am willing to watch without feeling the desperate urge to read the books or the book because a lot of what the films have done is strip them out of a lot of detail which help build the world and uh, kind of uh, keeps you in immersed into the world of witchcraft and wizardry but deathly hallows was split into two films which turned out to be ideal for uh, as a as a marathon or as a movie watching experience if you ask me but i want to get into a lot more detail about my personal love for these stories my personal love for harry potter i'm sure there are a lot of people who are born in the 90s would connect to what these films and these books have meant to all of us because we have literally grown up learned and all wished all of us have wished we could go to a school in a castle somewhere in the mountains we have all desperately waited for our letters and wished we would be taken away hoped and prayed many of us that we've had we we have heavenly father figures or mentors or or a family beyond that will guide us teach us motivate us to find out the secrets of life now when uh, i remember a night when i was sitting with a friend of mine at his house and we were discussing half blood prince the book and the fact that horcruxes were explained in the end of that book and what that mean meant and i remember gazing like a stupid fool into the eyes of uh, the friend who was uh, telling his experience about reading that book and he was talking about how he has seven pieces and seven objects in which he has concealed his soul and that seemed to be such a wonderful and a large daunting task for uh, Harry and his friends so we were expecting all kinds of things that from the past would per- perhaps would have become the name of the seventh book and we were so eagerly waiting for the seventh book seventh book uh, came out it is called the deathly hallows not the deadly hallows but the deathly hallows i remember myself getting even more confused and intrigued by that name that is the one of the qualities i think of jk rowling's writing and the harry potter books is the fact that they've always moved forward even when they connect 
a lot of the things to the past to make sense of it all wonderfully make make the puzzle fit wonderfully make each and every character and major moment in the in the entire series mean something that is one of the great things about the harry potter series overall but let's jump into the film now i've made this as one single podcast meant for people who meaning who who want to watch both the films together so i have got a little bit of an analysis a reading of what the story means and what is the instruction that these stories and these characters are giving us so what are the deathly hallows it is the elder wand the resurrection stone and the invisibility cloak now i'd imagine the elder wand is something that everybody i'm sure has desired or would desire it is basically a tool that has is the most powerful tool in the world for wizards it is the most powerful wand made of elder tree a uh, branch of an elder tree supposed to be native to the uk which is another encrypted uh, encrypted message that uh, that is where the story comes from and there i'm sure would be people who would desperately want the resurrection stone people who have seen near and close ones die or are grieving in their loss would definitely want something like that in their lives but i think the most clever and the most obvious answer that any hero should look for is the invisibility cloak and our hero harry has that passed on from his father which basically means that uh, that is the one that will stay with you for the longest because you will be able to hide from death for a long time and that knowledge must be passed by fathers and parents ways and uh ideas and things required for their children to stay alive for a long time without being spread out in the open and you know detected there's great there's great wisdom in doing your things without you know sounding horn or explaining to people what you are doing and there are, there is great knowledge and peace and and uh, calm sense of uh, productivity and 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 happiness in being invisible from the world for a while so that is 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 wisdom that you kind of gain from watching the film the resurrection stone is, is a curious one because that is something that some people would most obviously desire and some who i would not find it very attracting because they've not seen anybody close to them die now what occurs to me is the 
is is one thing that it the resurrection stone was inside marvolo gaunt's ring right which dumbledore finds in half blood prince due to which uh, his hand gets all withered and burned now that marvolo gaunt is obviously the grandfather of voldemort and he happened to have that ring now to imagine the ring the the people people from slytherin the because voldemort is also from the bloodline of slytherin who represents the reptilian snake like evil pure blood free uh, uh, insistent freaks authoritarian people who would not uh tolerate people from other uh, uh uh strata of the society um my point being is that perhaps for a slytherin what the instruction is out of all of this is that the people who've lived or dwelt in the past for way too long or have craved desired to be with the dead have found themselves not living their lives and turning evil voldemort was somebody who who feared death and that was his greatest strength i think throughout throughout the series he feared death that is why he created these horcruxes and it's it's instructional for people like you and me to think about that in the in the in the way that one should not fear death instead think of being the master of the deathly hallows where would you like the way harry gets them let's just run through that and try to see if that makes the most sense for you it would be like nice and lucky if you could get something like the cloak of invisibility or the knowledge from your parents that you should have a sense of autonomy and uh, independence and invisibility from a lot of evil death things that will kill you stay away from those things stay invisible to death that is the point if you can do that if you can if you can go to those paths where uh, we are not entirely uh wanting the destruction of our own being if we are treating ourselves like somebody we are responsible for and if we are going in a direction which will at least to the best of our knowledge does not kill us immediately then we are wearing the cloak of invisibility that is one of the hallows then let's say think about the elder wand obviously if you desire that like and only that like the way voldemort did like the way grindelwald also sort of did we don't know his entire story we'll come to know in the new uh, fantastic beasts movies but in the potter film 
The way to acquire the best tool in the world is to wrestle it out from your enemy. Now your enemy, Draco Malfoy, is not a perfect human being or a wizard. He was resentful, but he had something going. He he had a family of rich people, and uh, but there was there was an element or a hint of hope and spark because he was not. He was hesitant to kill. At least there was some sense of morality in him. He could have easily done it because everything was in his uh, favor. And why didn't why didn't Draco Malfoy kill kill Dumbledore when he had the chance? Instead, he used the disarming charm to rest, to take the ownership of the Elder Wand from Dumbledore. Right now, point is for. Harry or for you as the person who's reading it the idea is that you should be able to wrestle out that that thing from your enemy and Draco Malfoy has been portrayed, portrayed as uh, Potter's enemy throughout the series and that seems to be his purpose in the entire narrative some skill that he has may not, which may not be uh, the best thing, but something, uh, maybe a sense of loyalty or that hesitation to do evil, something you can definitely, if your evil is at a place where he's able to fight with you, that means he, he has something good. Or if he's survived, that means he has something going right for him. So steal, steal some sort of knowledge from your enemy. Hope that your parent gives you some knowledge. And then we come to the resurrection stone. The knowledge that the old father, the great father or the god figure from the culture gives you Dumbledore. But he conceals it in a fashion that it reveals itself to you in the moment when you're absolutely ready. So when Harry's about to go to die, he has no choice at that time, but he knows that he he perhaps needs something to make it a little bit easier to motivate him towards not resisting uh, Voldemort when he is about to, when he goes about cursing Harry so that seems to be pretty interesting if if suppose you do get that knowledge when at, and at the right time when you're absolutely ready for that then it will not scare you and it will not it will not make you mad like it would if you would just desire and crave and hope that the people who have died or the people who have left you come back to you. That seems to be the formula that the film is all about. And if you have that sequence of information, you can become the master of death and you can live on. You can live on even after all the suffering and all the pain and all the hard work and all the incredulous luck that you have been given and the miracle that you have you are still here you're still alive and you should 
be simply grateful for that so that dutley hallows is some is a, is a, is an idea that i'm sure jk rolling started her idea with and she had that bit figured out even before she started writing the first book that is i think really the great quality about the potter films that it was always going to the puzzle was always going to culminate into that bit also something that was interesting was which i was debating a little bit earlier with myself was why what is the the information that you can derive out of the fact that harry is told not to defend himself and volumor happens to kill that piece of soul that is inside harry now of course that is a metaphor for all of us we all have a piece of evil inside us and if we if we keep that if we nurture that part it it could grow and it could mutate into our own our entire self or the dominant bit but if we confront it if we if we voluntarily go to our death then we might be able to kill that bit or at least in the real sense in the everyday life we would be able to contain it so that we could live on so that is my depth reading about harry potter and the deathly hallows in terms of the films i think these films do a pretty good job in translating the books and like i said at the very beginning this turns out to be a very satisfying experience much more compared to the other films because in the other uh, especially book 4 onwards there is a lot in the books that has been that has had to be have been cut out from the films because of time and the films end up focusing on just Harry Don and Hermione whereas in the books the world feels more alive and real and a lot more is happening but i'm glad they they did everything to make sure that these films become what they are and they got the time they got the independence they got the the script that would satisfy that those five hours roughly of film of film story from that book <laughs> i'm a big fan of the books i like the first fantastic beast film also quite a lot and i'm very very <coughs> hopeful that jk rolling is going to make a lot of social political commentary because that is a very important era in terms of history the world war is going to feature heavily in the fantastic beast movies that time period 39 45 what hitler did what happened in germany i'm sure germany is going to feature definitely in one of those um books uh, one of those fantastic beast films in the third or fourth or fifth one because the film ends uh, the series ends at at the end of the world war in 45 so that is going to be very interesting 
Voldemort was alive at that time. He was born in 1922, according to the visiting calendar. So very, very exciting times ahead from in terms of the visiting world, as it is called now, J.K. Rowling's visiting world. And Newt also seems to be a very interesting character, which a lot more people in the modern times will relate to because they feel awkward in terms of in terms of being with a lot of other humans so that is fascinating and uh, yeah we're supposed to be about Dudley Hallows but you got a little taste of my love for Potter this was films to watch